What if I told you there was a football conference that had no teams that wanted to win at football, whose best roster was a bunch of freaks from a small town in rural West Virginia? What if I told you that a man by the name of Paul W. Bear Bryant Jr. wanted to murder everyone involved with this conference? Allegedly. Allegedly. Where Skip Holtz was the second best coach in the conference. All that and more today on Flipping the Field. Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Um, as you heard in the intro, this is our CUSA preview. Ryan, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, to quote the immortal Ethan Hawke, uh, I got a Trojan in my billfold and a rocket in my pocket. <laughs> Coming in hot. That's right. Um, yeah, nothing nothing gets Ryan more excited than CUSA football. Probably the, probably the worst conference in the NCAA Maybe of all time. Um, <laughs> there, this is a this is a league as we will get into that had like three even kind of okay teams last season, mm-hmm. and I mean none of those three were especially good. It was just that they weren't terrible. That's right. Um, we were doing it. We're going to do the the you know schedule previews, kind of breaking down who's coming back and, and the tiers again. Um, and I'll spoil it a little bit. There are three teams in tier two and tier one combined total. Three total teams, um, it, 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 and I don't think that they're especially mysterious. Like I think it's pretty obvious which which three are up there. Um, this is a a league that probably shouldn't, as we were talking about before we we hit record, probably shouldn't exist at this point. Um, <clears throat> it's a league that was kind of poorly built around the idea that these teams are in good markets and would get better with time. Uh, as we've, as we, as we've talked about before, they haven't, uh, they've mm-hmm. gotten worse and, and the coaches that were here have departed for better jobs. And there's just not much talent here. There's very, very little going on outside of like Marshall and UAB. Yeah. I mean, um, what does it say about this conference that, uh, arguably the best team in the entire league, uh, just had its football program canceled and immediately yeah. came back and won a conference title two years later. Yeah. UAB died and then it <laughs> took 85 transfers and then it built out a roster from there and it's still one of the best teams in the conference. It, it, it is not. We're not joking. Yeah. yeah. They were gone for two and, years. And UAB, I would say, isn't exactly in a super talent rich area. I mean, it's in the deep South, but it's, it's in, it's the you know fourth or fifth team in its own state, and Alabama is not a terribly talented state. Um, UAB has the ability to recruit the ju- the JUCOs a lot. It can pull transfers from SEC schools, but like Jesus, it really shouldn't be the best team in your conference. It really shouldn't. It yeah. really, really shouldn't <laughs> be the best team in your conference, and it and it has been for several years now. It and Marshall, which is kind of in the same boat, where it's not in a super talented state, but can pull JUCOs, can pull transfers because. Right. Um, if you have, if you can read, you can go to Marshall essentially, and mm-hmm. even if you can't read, you can go to Marshall. It's just yeah. sort of, uh, can yeah. You famously, th- the slogan is now, "Are we Marshall?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's just, it, it's sort of dire straits here in this conference. But it is still worth previewing because it is a power. It is a a, a Division One FBS conference. It is not a Power Five conference. Um, it is, you know, and we're going to preview all of those and to be more 
desperate for talent and interesting football, then the MAC is difficult. And I think the CUSA is is there as it stands right now. It probably, mm-hmm. I don't know if it has been in the last couple of years, but this season, as you look at this conference, it's like, man, there's just not much here. There's not much here in the way of interesting football. Um, the teams at the top are, are kind of fun, but you've got some schools here. FIU stands stands out to me. Middle Tennessee State. Um, Southern Miss, even like UTEP, where it's just like I don't even know if you guys have a goal here. It seems like you're just right. sort of trying to, you know, just trudge, get a check and get yeah, out of there. Yeah, just trudge through the seasons. Yeah, um, this is the uh, the conference of clerks, the movie where you're just trying to <laughs> get a paycheck and get out of there. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is this is. That's tough. actually what the conference stands for. It's Clerks USA. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is kind of a weird choice of name, but yeah, they, yeah. they read that Kevin Smith, the famous Kevin Smith tweet from a few years ago. And they were like, "Man, we gotta have this guy run our conference." <laughs> you know, I think trying to have a celebrity conference commissioner is a bold choice, but it could work out. We'll see. Yeah, and of course the. Uh, the- Never mind. I'm not going to reference the, the, reference the Kevin the Smith tweet. <laughs> if you don't know about it, don't look it up. <laughs> don't look up the tweet. Just don't ever look up Kevin Smith tweet because it's the first thing that'll come up and you don't want to see it. I don't know if we have any Gen Xers who listen to our podcast, but I mean, oh, like, we do. Yeah. Okay, those guys really do just love Kevin Smith, and it's so yeah. funny to me because yeah, I mean, he was seemingly. I mean, I, Clerks is a funny movie, but. Uh, man, what an awful career now. Yeah. Is <laughs> he has a themed burger restaurant. Did you know that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's a really good uh, Doughboys episode about it. Uh, I don't want to get too far. I, side I, have, I have an important question quickly. Is Kevin Smith a different guy from Movie Bob? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I know Movie Bob is like a crazy uh, person. Movie Bob, Kevin Smith, and Kevin James are kind of like a father, son, yeah. Holy Spirit. And Craig situation. James. Craig <laughs> <laughs> James. That's allegedly that's Kevin, Kevin's son, Craig. <laughs> All right, um, uh, should we get into this uh, yeah, preview? Yeah, and, yeah let's let's yeah. get right into this. We can start in tier four as we did with the Mac episode. Um, we will start with um, friend of the show, friend of college football. Uh, it's Butch Davis at FIU, right? Not Butch Jones. That's I believe right. it's Butch Davis. Yeah, Butch Jones is at Arkansas State. Yes, um, in a much more interesting conference. So we'll start with FIU. This team was terrible last season. Mm-hmm. They they went. Uh, let me get the exact total here. Zero um, and five, which is not ideal, mm-hmm. especially when you're in Miami. If you go zero and five and you're in Miami, you're probably not good. I don't know how you don't get fired after that. I mean, their their offense was terrible. The defense was was nearly as bad. Um, couldn't pick a quarterback throughout the entire season. Stone Norton, um, Max Bortenschlager, the former Maryland quarterback. Like, how are you not good by accident just by I, being in Miami? I don't know, man. And then Kalen Wiggins, all saw time at quarterback. They were all terrible for different reasons. Um, the best yards per attempt average on this team for a quarterback was Bortenschlager at 5.9. Oh man, that's not good. <laughs> they uh, hmm. their passing attack essentially consisted of screens. That was pretty much it. None of their quarterbacks completed more than fifty percent of their passes. Um, they they had one decent offensive player in Devonte Price, the running back. Um, if memory serves, I believe he's back. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure he's back. Uh, he's going to be the only guy here. Um, mm-hmm. There's just just not much going on on this offense. Um, Defense should be slightly better, I, I guess, but um, there's just it's just a bad program. It's just a deeply ill program that lacks talent at essentially any level. This is not any kind of statement for international, just my brain for some reason, but 
when I think of the school, it just makes me think like they're located in an airport or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, even though despite the fact it's actually in Miami and, you know, the University of Miami is in Coral Gables. Yeah. Uh, this feels like a school that you just see like next to a Cinnabon inside the Miami airport or something. Yeah. Like a, just a little fake yeah, like I, University yeah. of Phoenix <laughs> yes, degree. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the, I have a, a kind of damning quote on this team that I, I wrote a couple months ago when I did my, my preview on them. Um, I, I just wrote... Uh, here a couple sentences. This was one of the worst coached football teams I've ever seen. Uh, FIU struggled with extremely basic things throughout the season, was consistently hampered by those issues on both sides of the ball. They could not tackle, could not block on the perimeter, and could not do the little parts of football that they needed to do, like pass the ball or get off the field on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just like... Watch- are those important? Or are they... No, no, it doesn't matter. Watching this team was insanely frustrating because it's just like they don't tackle or block or like one of their top receivers um georgia legend jj holloman couldn't catch the ball they would throw it to him and it would just bounce off his face mask like three or four times a game is that why he's a georgia legend yeah exactly (laughs) um but it's like they would they take these transfers like jj holloman who was a former four-star that i believe got kicked out of school at georgia and he's just terrible it's like how is this guy so bad he was a former four-star how did you not make him better than this um couldn't pick a quarterback, couldn't really find any kind of consistent offensive performance. Um, this team just sucks. They just, they just suck really bad. They have no talent here. Um, my, my guess is that Kalen Wiggins is probably the starter at quarterback in 2021. He's a decent runner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you pair him with, uh, with Devontae Price and, and Sean Peterson at running back, I think you have some sort of running attack going. The the line isn't awful. Um, this team isn't going to be able to pass the ball at all. The defense is, is going to be bad at best. Um, there's just, there's nothing here. I would be stunned if Butch Davis is back next season, essentially. Um, this is a bad, bad team. Would you like to go through their football schedule with me, Patrick? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They open the season on a Thursday night at home against prestigious Long Island University. That's probably a win, I, I guess. That's a win, yeah. Yep. Uh, this will actually be the first time guys from Long Island moved down to Florida, Southern Florida. That never happens. <laughs> no, uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of that before. Uh, next game, they, they host Texas State. That's uh, a loss. That's Texas a loss. State is going to be okay this season. Yeah. Then they go on the road at Texas Tech. That's, that's a loss. That's a loss, yeah. They go on the road at Central Michigan, loss. which is a loss. We're at one and three. Uh, they go on the road at Florida Atlantic, which is a loss. a loss. Yeah. Florida Atlantic's not even going to be good this season. That's still a loss. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they get Charlotte at home. Loss. One and five. Limping into the bye week at one and five. Mm-hmm. And they does, res- but one second. Does Butch Davis still have his job at this point? What do you think? I mean, what's the point? In this? I, I don't think they can afford to fire him. Is my I mean, only. What are they going to do? Are they going to get a jump on like the coaching search? To- <laughs> <laughs> They're hiring Billy Napier. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. Butch Davis out on the recruiting trail, just like not even trying. Just like no, he's he's going out. He's rolling. No, out no, to I a, get it. Yeah, I get it. Rolling yeah. out to a Miami high school. He's at Central, and he's you know recruiting a, a three-star running back, and the three-star running back's like, well, what do you, what can you sell me? And Butch Davis is like, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely not. We call that the Greg Stujawa recruiting plan. <laughs> Don't come here. <laughs> it sucks here. We're terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's doing the Dick's Diner recruiting method where he just insults recruits. <laughs> he's just, he's just <laughs> negging them. Yeah, <laughs> you, I don't think you want to come to yeah. FIU. I mean, do you really? Do you think football's for you? Would I be recruiting you if you had an NFL future? 
<laughs> oh, that's good. Is that uh, your girlfriend over there? She's hideous. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's why you belong at FIU. <laughs> then they get Western Kentucky at home. He's doing the. Uh, he's doing the 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 Kanye. Uh, the what is it? Is that is that graduate? No, it's not graduation. Is it late registration? Where it's the uh, the the broke, broke five broke. Yes, yes, he's doing that. With his players, <laughs> we can't have a car. <laughs> oh, that's right, buddy. Oh. Um, okay, moving on to the rest of the schedule. They get Western Kentucky at home. Loss. That's one and six. They go on the road to Marshall. That's one and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get Old Dominion at home. Is there any chance oh. they can win that one? Oh God, I don't really. The Old Dominion preview here is going to be tough because they didn't play last season, mm-hmm. so we haven't seen what Ricky Ronnie can do. Um, we did They're see him be at, better coached, right? We, I guess, man. <laughs> Ricky Ronnie sucks. Yeah, Ricky Ronnie managed to make that Penn State offense bad. That's hard to do because that was a talented Penn State offense. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, they have Ricky Slade, I guess. Right. But, uh, we'll we'll get to that, but. Um, I think he's still there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you want to call that a loss, or what do you think? Um, we'll call it a loss. Where is it? You said uh, it's at home for Florida International. <sighs> I guess it's a win. I, okay. I, I think it's going to be one of the worst football games of All the right. season. Two and seven, they're turning up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Butch is getting an extension. <laughs> they get Middle Tennessee on the road. Oh, that's a loss. I guess. <laughs> uh, they get North Texas at home. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's two and nine, and they finish up on the road at Southern Miss. Oh, that's a loss. Man, yeah, I, I guess two Boy. and ten. Two and ten. FIU. Uh, oh, we love that for them. Yeah, they beat but, uh, Old Dominion, uh, a former FCS team, and uh, an FCS team, and yeah. lose the rest of their games. Yeah, bye-bye, uh, Butch Davis. Where is... And what's also great for them, too, is they don't even schedule any buy games to get more money for the program, uh, so they're just poor and bad. <laughs> um, I'm going to call my shot right now, Babe Ruth style. Do you know who is current... Where? Uh, who? I'm, I'm going to just rattle off. This is currently a defensive analyst at Florida State. He will be the next head coach at FIU. Any idea who I'm talking about here? Um, is he a former Florida State player? No, well, um, no, he's a former Miami player. The Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, Randy Shannon. Ooh, that's your next head coach, Randy Shannon. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, he can also fail there. It doesn't really yeah, matter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not trying to win. This is a money laundering scheme. Yeah. But uh, no, Randy Shannon will be the next head coach. He will be terrible. All right. Um, Let's hear not, it for Randy Shannon. <laughs> not a good football coach. Those UCF defenses that he ran. Speaking of poorly coached, good yeah. lord, those dudes did not want to tackle. Un- unreal. Um, yeah, FIU really bad. Broke five, broke. Get them out of here. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, this will be one of the ten worst teams in all of college football this year. Yeah, I think that's. I think that that's fair. This is just like I said. There's just not much here. There's yeah. there's Kalen Wiggins is kind of interesting as a runner. I guess um, if they actually pick him as their quarterback, I believe Max Norton, who was sort of the or Stone Norton, who was kind of the young encouraging Great quarterback, name. immediately transferred like before the season even ended. <laughs> um, I think Max Portenschlager might be back, but he's like a sixth year senior, and mm-hmm. I don't really know why you'd be doing that at this point if you're FIU. Um, it's not like he's you know you're not competing right now. You know now. who they need a quarterback? Who's that? He's already in the Miami area. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> You want to throw the football? It's time to bring in Tate Martell. What do you have to lose, honestly? I mean, I, I guess it's it's very funny. I was just talking about this um, 
with uh, with with my other podcast co-host Wyatt Crozier, it seems like no one is interested in him. He's the third member of our polycule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it seems like no one wants Tate, which is we. He's like a former five star recruit. It doesn't seem like out of the question that that you would you know. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: if you're going to be bad at playing football and the few reps you get, you shouldn't also be an asshole. Yeah, uh, and then try to switch positions three times. That is tough. Yeah, yeah, and then quit the team multiple times too. Yeah. Generally, coaches don't love when you do that. Yeah, I mean, he'll still land somewhere in the FBS. Someone will take him. He'll get a starting. I mean, he'll get a starting quarterback job somewhere. It's just kind of, it's bound to happen. Yeah, my long running theory on him is that he needs to go to a military academy for all of the reasons that 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 could apply. Both in that they will take his phone away and won't let him go on Twitter, and uh, also in that he'll run the option. Private Tate would be an excellent uh, sequel to Cadet Kelly, the Hillary Duff Disney original <laughs> channel movie. Saving Private Tate. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, uh, that rocks. Uh, should we get on to the next preview before yeah. we get in trouble? Yeah, let's move on to Middle Tennessee State. Speaking of programs that are just without anything to even really look at, this is another Tier 4 team. Um, for whatever reason, um, this team has decided after a 3-6 and six season, another down year, um, and a year in which it, it had, I believe, one last run with quarterback Asher O'Hara, who was way too good for this program. He has since transferred. Mm-hmm. Um, they're running it back with Rick Stock still, again. It's like very obvious that he has lost his, his touch at this point. I think the answer for why these coaches who like obviously suck at these small schools are just that it was a pandemic year. Like yeah. Obviously, we know that, like Tennessee and yeah. Auburn can operate as normal, but... Yeah, that's certainly part of it. But this is just, there's <laughs> there's nothing here. This is yeah. another one where he has very obviously lost his touch. He's not recruiting well anymore. Um, they've brought in some decent transfers, I guess. Um, Bailey Hockman is here, the NC State no transfer. No way, is he really? I yeah, like Bailey yeah, Hockman. Yeah, Bailey Hockman is here. Um, Mejon Wright from Arizona is here. I think I've mentioned this, but I watched an obscenely high number of NC State yeah. games last year. Yeah, Tim Beck's offense secretly kind of good last yeah. year. Yeah, Bailey Hockman's a pretty good player when Devin Leary was out. I yeah. mean, he's... That's he's, actually a, a really good kit for Middle Tennessee State. He's not bad. They only run they run the Jeff Lemmy RPO stuff like everybody else does, sure. which I think he's fine at, right? Like I don't I don't think that's terrible. Um Georgia lineman Natori Johnson and Arizona lineman Jamari Williams are also here, which should bolster the offense a little bit. Um they also I, I said that there's nothing here. I do like the offensive coordinator in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um does the name Brent Deerman mean anything to you? Sure doesn't, Patrick. Okay, so he was at Kansas. <laughs> he was the Kansas OC when um I believe when I don't remember what it was specifically. It might have been when Les first showed up and the offense was secretly kind of good for like the first five weeks. Mm-hmm. And then they, for whatever reason, stopped doing the RPO stuff that Brent Dearman was doing. Um, he's the same as everybody else with that offense, but he's okay at it, I guess. Um, he's not terrible, I don't think. And, and so I, I don't mind that. Um, the defense is bad. Uh, Gregory Great, the the safety is is okay. I don't mind him. Um, I like Jordan Ferguson on the defensive line as well, but it's really going to be tricky to find guys who can work around the few pieces that there are, right? Bailey Hawkman mm-hmm. doesn't have any receivers to throw to, and his running yeah. back isn't very good, and so I, I just... There are, like like I've said, there are interesting guys here. Mejon Wright is, is pretty good as a receiver. Um, Yusuf Ali is back as well, but the line has to keep him upright, and the receivers have to catch the ball, and the running backs have to be able to run, and I just don't know if any of that is going to happen consistently. Um, I I don't know if they'll be quite as bad as FIU just because the talent isn't as low. I think the coaching staff is better, mm-hmm. but there's just no energy here right now. It's 
it's bleak. You know, there's not really much to look forward to. I don't think they're really even considering bowl contention this season. They lost their starting quarterback because he was tired of playing here. I believe he transferred to an FCS school. <laughs> um, he was just sort of sick of dealing with it. And, sure. and and I think that that's sort of the feeling around the program in general right now. Um, defensive coordinator also, if memory serves, let me, let me make sure I'm right on this. Um, defensive coordinator here is Scott Schaefer. Oh, no way. I believe was at Auburn. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Um, He really, really likes to blitz. That got him in a lot of trouble last season because his linebackers weren't very fast and his backfield was terrible, which is a bad time to blitz. I think it's always (laughs) a good sign if you can fairly label your defensive coordinator as poor man's Todd Grantham. That's that's exactly what you want out of your defense. Oh, man. Yeah, that uh, it's... The linebackers here are absolutely brutal. The line is okay. The backfield is bad. The defense will not be good. The offense might have a couple decent plays a game, but there's just there's not going to be any consistency here. Would you like to go through their schedule with me? Yeah, sure. Okay. They start off at home Okay, with Monmouth. And that's a win. That's a W. They go on the road at Virginia Tech, which is a big L. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fuente himself could not manage to lose that game. No, he wants to, but he can't. <laughs> <laughs> they go on the road at UTSA. That's, that's a, loss. a loss. Yeah. They go on the road at Charlotte, which is a loss. Mm-hmm. That's one and three so far. They catch Marshall at home, which is a big loss. Yeah. Then they go at Liberty. They're really trying to get embarrassed by playing those five Good games Lord. in a row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> you really want to demoralize your team. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> oh. Uh, one and five. Then they get yeah. a bye week. All right. Then they catch the UConn Huskies. Ooh, two and five. Let's go. They're on the road at UConn. UConn's not winning that game. Okay, I'm with you. I actually agree. I'm a Bailey Hawkman stand. Like I said, that's two yeah. and five. Bailey Hawkman can win you a couple games, I think. They get Southern Miss at home. Uh, I think Can they that, win that game? I think that might be a win. Southern Miss so is, is, is very much in a year, like, negative one situation. Yeah. All right. I'm riding the Bailey Hawkman train to three and five. Okay. They go at Western Kentucky. I think that's, that's a loss. It's yeah. three and six. They get FIU at home. That's four and six. Yeah. They get Old Dominion at home, which is five and six. Okay. They go at Florida Atlantic, which is probably a loss. Five and seven. Five and seven. You're a game wave bull contention there. You swing one weird upset, you're in a bull game. Yeah. That's not a bad year, honestly. It's not terrible. I still think he probably gets fired at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, it seems like, you know, and and Hogman is not going to be here forever. Um, Does he have one year left of eligibility or two, or what's he have? I don't have the answer to that. No worries. Don't don't worry about it. um, (laughs) No one, no one. (laughs) (laughs) um, But it, it is just... I don't think that they're going to do much beyond that. I sure. think five and seven is about the absolute ceiling here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the, the those five wins, they have to be pretty much perfect in mm-hmm. to, to get there. So, um, yeah, I, I like some of the pieces, as we mentioned, but just not not a ton going on here. Just like with, uh, with FIU, I think that we're kind of, you know, the vultures are circling this coaching staff, yeah. essentially. Um, Let's see who is next here. We've got, got Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Um, we mentioned this a little bit. Going to be a little bit tricky to preview these guys because uh, they didn't play last year, and so we don't really have a ton of stats to go off of, and we don't have Ricky Ronnie to go off mm-hmm. of. Um, he, I don't know. He's not welcome a, to, uh, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> whose line is it anyway? Where uh, all of the coaching staffs and players are made up, and nobody knows what the points are. <laughs> um, he is just kind of there I guess he was okay at Penn State I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's very good at his job I don't really know why they hired him in the first place it, I think you can probably get a better y- 
young offensive coordinator than him if that's the way you want to go. Yeah, you could have hired one of the guys from Howard or yeah. uh, or William & Mary has a pretty good uh, recruiting staff too. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think generally if you're on the East Coast and you're one of these schools, just going and getting a proven FCS guy seems like a much better idea mm-hmm. than, than doing this. Um, I'm not a huge fan of hiring offensive coordinators, generally speaking, especially ones that weren't very good in their Power 5 school. Do you think Old Dominion is capable of prying away coaches from like James Madison? Can maybe not that? James Madison, but yeah. maybe any other school. Like, um, who was it? It was Charlotte that pulled Will, Will Healy from mm-hmm. from Austin Peace. I think that that's the kind of move that Old Dominion would be capable of making. Fair Charlotte enough. was not exactly an established program when it did that. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, probably not James Madison. But I, I do think it could get someone from like a SWAC school, something like that. Sure. It just didn't for whatever reason. It instead wanted the guy who Penn State fans actively celebrated when he left, which is not <laughs> usually a great sign. For no, you don't love. Coach. that um i i guess you're just pretty much depending on ricky slade here i don't think that there's a whole lot going on in in this first season for for ricky ronnie he's recruiting at a decent rate at mm-hmm. least relative to the school i don't i don't ever really you're i didn't really have talent rich area there yeah i don't i didn't really have questions about him as a talent you know getter i guess he's he was a decent recruiter at penn state mm-hmm. he has connections in the area i like his staff it's a young energetic staff um i just think that this is sort of a see what we have kind of year and what they have is not much i think it's probably a youth movement <laughs> a youth movement year and a year where they're sort of not really super concerned about their actual final record okay would you like to go through their schedule with me yeah let's do it all right they lead off on the road at wake forest which is a nice l yeah uh, they get Hampton at home. That's probably they win a win. that game. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one win. and one. Uh, tough stretch here. They go at Liberty. <laughs> okay, too. That's... Why do these guys keep scheduling Liberty? Yeah, I'm looking. I wonder <laughs> if they have a deal with Acusa this year or something. They they must. But like, dude, don't schedule Liberty. Yeah. Then they also get Buffalo out of conference too. Oh. One and three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they go on the road at UTEP. That's a loss, right? Mm. That's a tough game. That's a tough game for both. Teams. That's a really U- just miserable is, game. UTEP is also terrible. But Patrick, I think, I think I, I'm going to need to restrain you from watching that game. It's not yeah, good for you. I think UTEP is slightly further along in the the building process to the point where I'll give them that win. Okay, one and four. Yeah. At Marshall is one and five. Yeah. Uh, and that's a battle of former Penn State assistants there. Yep. Uh, they get Western Kentucky at home. That's a loss, right? Yeah. One and six. They have a bye week. They get La Tech at home. That's one and seven. Yeah. We already said they lose at FIU. That's one and eight. <laughs> they get Florida Atlantic at home. That's one and nine. Oh, no. <laughs> and they get Middle Tennessee in the road, which already said they lose. That's oh. one and ten. And they get Charlotte at home for one and eleven. Uh, ten straight losses to end that the season. Is, uh, nine straight. Thank you very is much. Is it? Yeah, they started off with Wake Forest, then they get Hampton. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, that's yep. 10. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, you made me think about it for a second. You scared me. No, you're correct. Uh, 10 straight yeah. losses. That's a tough way to end that's, the year. That's not a great start for the, the Ricky Ronnie era. No, it's not what you want to see. <laughs> no, it's not ideal. <laughs> um, next up here is Southern Miss. Southern, Let's go. Southern Miss. Big Golden Eagles guy. Woo! <laughs> Southern Miss is... If nothing else, unlike the rest of these tier four teams, because it has a new coach who I think is at least kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Hall is the new head coach here. He's replacing Jay Hobson, who was fired for, among other things, being really annoying. Um, that's just sort of the main reason that they fired him is that he's really <laughs> annoying and hard to work with. And, sure. Um, just 
no one wanted to do it anymore. The Todd Orlando method. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Will Hall is is uh, he was he's a product of Tulane. He was uh, Willie Fritz's offensive coordinator. Willie Fritz hasn't really been doing the option in recent years, at least not as much as he as he was. It's partially because he didn't have the quarterback for it. I think that Will Hall does have those kind of ties in a way that was appealing to Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's an offense that makes sense here at, at this at this kind of school. Um, you can get talent to this to this area. I would hope. I mean, you're in the deep you south. You certainly should be. Yeah, able to, you're in the yeah. deep south. You're you're not. It's not a super. You know, it's not a state that is filled with programs, right? You've right. got the two. You're also main, in JUCO heaven down there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think that you know Jay Hobson didn't necessarily take advantage of that in the way that he probably should have. Um, the unfortunate thing is that, as far as I can tell, they're pretty much starting over on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think. If if memory serves, I think that quarterback Jack Abraham is leaving. Um, he wasn't terrible last year. He was he was actually kind of okay. He took way too many risks and usually threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. But he was fairly talented. Um, Frank Gore Jr. was also here last season. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Um, he is back. He's going to be kind of the best player on this team. He was really good last year. Yeah, 121 attempts for 708 yards Sheesh. in his freshman season. Um, he's sort of your centerpiece here. I like his fit a lot in this offense. I'm hoping he has not transferred. I don't. <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head. There's about a 50 percent chance that he has, um, which is true of every single player that we mentioned on this team. It would be funny to me if some coach just tried to build an entire roster out of like NFL players' sons or maybe a little like <laughs> underrated in recruiting rankings. Yes, just, just bank that maybe a couple of them will figure it out. Yes, exactly. Get some fat um, donation money too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the Deion Sanders approach. That's right. Um, I think Jason Brownlee is back as well at wide receiver, but they're going to have to find a new quarterback of, of some sort. My guess is that it will be a runner. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I love that for this season, just generally speaking, because the line is terrible. The line is not good. It, that that was one of their biggest issues last season. You know um, who's a running quarterback uh, who's already in the South, who's available and looking for a starting job? <laughs> Is it Tate Martell? It's Tate Martell. <laughs> pawn Tate Martell off on every single guy. Um, but my guess is that Trey Lowe is probably going to be the guy. He's the best runner of the mm-hmm. bunch. He returns. Um, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if someone beat him out, but I, I think that he is the leader right now, um, which when paired with Gore, I think is fine. They're going to run a lot of the option. They're going to yeah. run a lot of read option stuff. Um, and it will probably do them to go some good to not have – like four different head coaches in a three-month span like they did last it's season. It's tough to say. Yeah, yeah that, that's usually not ideal, I, <laughs> I would say. Um, the the main issue here is not really on offense, though. I, I trust Will Hall, generally speaking, mm-hmm. to build out a good offense. Maybe not quite this year, but in the future. Um, the issue here is that the defense is terrible and that they can't block. Um, and I don't think that that is alleviated this season with Will Hall or with any of the talent that they're bringing in. Um, if this defense is just bad, then they're probably nearing bowl contention just because of how bad the rest of the QC is, essentially. Let's go. You want to run through the schedule with me? Yeah, let's do it. All right. They lead off at South Alabama. Oof. That's a tough way to start. That that's a, a loss, right? That's probably a loss. South Alabama also in a year one situation, but I think right. it's a more talented baseline. That'll be kind of a fun 
matchup. I I, uh, I think South Alabama is going to build around defense. That's why you hire Kane Wilmack mm-hmm. is to build around defense. Um, but I don't think that either team is is going to be obviously at the place that it wants to be under these coaches. Yeah. Quite and yet. that is also unfortunately uh, a pretty big Saturday. It's going to be kind of hard to catch that game. There's yeah, be a lot but of- uh, yeah, I, I think that'll be kind of a if you're looking for an underrated sort of not super important but kind of fun game to watch. I think that'll be that'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get Grambling State at home the following week. That's a win. That's a tough FCS team to that catch. Is, that's a tough FCS team to catch. I still don't know why the Grambling State head coach hasn't gotten a bigger job, like either yeah. in the Sun Belt or the CUSA. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he's been there for like 10 years, and he keeps winning like 10 or 11 games every single season. Yeah, that's a really consistently good program. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do a, a, a HBCU episode at some point. There sure. are a lot of interesting programs. Um, yeah, but... Uh, I, uh, a guy I, th- I went to high school with went down to play for North Carolina A&T. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got arrested for a faked arm, a fake armed robbery. Okay, where he did the classic, uh, put your hand in your sweatshirt pocket, and make <laughs> it look like go. a gun thing. Let's go. Uh, and then he jumped in a a like a creek that was maybe six inches deep to try to hide from the cops. <laughs> <laughs> King. Uh, salute to him. What a beast. Um, uh, yeah, free, two, two, I'm not going to say his name, but free that man. Uh, two really uh, good programs, just okay. Grambling and, and NC, uh, NCANT, yeah. but probably a win, not as easy as it probably should be if yeah, you're playing an FCS a, a sweaty team, win. Yeah. but um, probably a close win. That'll be a fun game, too. All right, we got one-on-one. On one. They catch Troy at home. Can they beat Troy? Yeah, Troy's going to be dog shit. Troy, okay. is, Troy is in a bad place right okay. now. <laughs> okay, they've got two and one so far. Unfortunately, they then play at Alabama. <laughs> That's two and two. Uh, uh, so. I will say quickly on Troy before we before we move mm-hmm. on. Um, Troy is in the fun place right now, and we'll talk about this in the Sun Belt preview. Where, as it is in spring practice, the players have quit on the coach. <laughs> the players quit on the coach last season, and so now they're just kind of they're double quitting. Yeah, now, now they just continue to quit on the coach. Um, I also wouldn't want to play for chips play for Chip Lindsay, so I, yeah. I get it, but um, maybe Troy should consider not having the guy that everyone has quit on as, their t- mm-hmm. as its head coach. That's my official advice. Anyway. Should hire Lindsay Lohan instead. Okay. All right. Yeah, Chip <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> okay. Good Lord. Uh, after Alabama, they're now 2-2, two and two, and they go at Rice. Oh. Uh, that's I, probably I, a loss, right? That's probably a loss. I think that like... Um, like I was saying with UTEP, Rice is a little bit further along in the building process. Mm-hmm. They're still not great, but they're not terrible. So I, I think Rice is fine here. Speaking of, UTEP is their next game. They get them at home. Um, I'm going to say that's a win. I don't think that UTEP is talented enough to, to beat Southern Miss. Okay. I, I think that Old Dominion is in a much worse place than yeah. Southern Miss is. Yeah, Frank Gore can win that game. Yeah. Uh, they get UAB at home. That's a loss. Three yeah. and four. And they get their bye week. They go at Middle Tennessee, which I believe we called a win for Middle Tennessee. I, did we? I think so. Okay, that's I'm pretty sure. That's that's fine i guess yeah. um they're at three and five now they get north texas at home probably a loss i think north okay. texas is going to be at least slightly better this season okay than it than it has been so they're three and six but they have a chance to finish strong they okay. go at utsa which is a loss but despite that that's the that's three and seven yeah then they get la tech on the road i think they win that game i don't think so i think la okay. tech is not terrible all so right. they, they should be three and eight then i'll follow you on that and they get fiu at home to finish four and eight. okay four and eight that's not bad for a first season yeah. I, I think you can sell that will hall's a good recruiter um, there's a game or two in there you could flip maybe get to five and seven and yeah middle tennessee is, is, is one that you can flip um yeah i think you feel okay about that if you're if you're southern miss frank course only a sophomore this season right which is terrifying <laughs> he's he's gonna be really really good they might only have him for three seasons but uh he is only five foot eight 
weight and like 160 pounds, which is a very funny <laughs> version mm-hmm. of Guy. Um, but he's he's a lot of fun to watch. We I love think bowling balls. Yeah, we do. I think this is something that they can they can build on. So not a terrible year one for for Will Hall, especially given the kind of program that he is taking over and, and yeah. where they had been, and the fact that they you know had so many head coaches last season. And um, yeah, I think you're pretty happy with this if you're yeah. Southern Miss. Um, uh, let's move down on the border. Yeah, last one here on Tier Four. We've mentioned them a couple times now. It's UTEP. UTEP was one of the first previews that I did this offseason. I'm doing reverse SP Plus order for my G5 previews, which means that they were near the bottom. Um, This is one of those programs that is just always hard to win at consistently. You're you're sort Mm -hmm. of you know, you're you're pushing the boulder up the hill and it's just gonna keep falling down on you because it's so hard to recruit here. Um you get you can't get a consistent talent base unless you are cheating, essentially. <laughs> and Dana Demo is not much for cheating. Um the idea here in hiring Demo was that they wanted to do the Kansas State sort of very organized, very well designed rushing attack. It's not working great so far. Um I don't really know if you can replicate that just in hiring a Bill Snyder guy, which is what it mm. did. I think that that was kind of a uniquely Bill Snyder thing. Um, Dimmel is doing the Snyder thing where he kind of tries to adapt his offense to the talent, where he tries to build out a strong coaching staff and where he wants to hit the Juco route hard. Um, it's just not working great right, right now. It's just <laughs> it's hard to do. You yeah. know? Um, he just fired both of his coordinators and brought in Dave Warner, the former Michigan State guy. Not good to do on offense. Uh, if you're going to hire a D'Antonio, a former D'Antonio assistant, doing it on the offensive side of the ball is probably not what you want. No, I would honestly just say don't do it. Yeah, and then Bradley Dale Pavetto, who has been in football forever, um, isn't very good either. I think he was a longtime SEC sort of journeyman defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. I'm not <laughs> I'm not incredibly Bobo. yeah I'm not incredibly excited about this um yeah kind of the defensive version of of Bobo um the only real thing here that I I think is is worth maybe not mentioning but worth getting excited about is Gavin Hardison the quarterback um he's a lot of fun to watch I I actually I really like Gavin Hardison um he's kind of a crazy person he, he doesn't really take care of the football very well but I, I that doesn't really mean a ton to me specifically I'm not a UT mm-hmm. I'm not a UTEP fan so I don't really care when he throws the ball into you know quadruple coverage right but he's got a really strong arm um he's a pretty good athlete all things considered uh he's kind of I think the only thing worth, worth really paying a ton of attention to here and that how is how about, how about UTEP quarterback Gavin Newsom? Okay, sell me on it. Let's let's hear it. What about it? Uh, I didn't think it out very okay. far. <laughs> uh, he's supposed to be uh, coaching the game, but he gets caught in an upscale restaurant in, uh, in San Francisco instead. Okay, all, all right. right, that's the best I've yeah. got. Keep going. Not, not very good. Um, but Gavin Hardison is sort of the appeal here. He is. Uh, He's fun to watch. Their offensive line is terrible. It is really, really, really bad. They couldn't run the ball at all because of it. Yeah. Just no push at all up front. It's If you're going to run the Kansas State thing, you need good offensive linemen, and mm-hmm. they don't have that. Um, Deion Hankins, I believe, is, is back at running back. Um, he's good. I like Deion Hankins. It's just it was really hard for them to get going. Um, I don't think this offense is honestly going to be terrible. They were they were decent on passing downs. Hardison should get better. Um, all things considered, I, I think that relative to the expectations here, they, they should be better than they have been. Just it's not a it's not a high ceiling. You sure. know, it's it's they were three and five last season. It's not much it's not difficult to be better than that. Um, 
this is, I think, of the Tier 4 teams, the best of the bunch, the one that I'm most excited about. That's just, that's not saying much in this conference. Um, Yeah, their defense isn't going to be very good. Offense should be fun, if not kind of glitchy and stupid because of Gavin Hardison, but he's also the reason that they're going to be good. So I, I think that this is an intriguing program to watch moving forward, but probably not going to get much done this season other than have some fun on offense, which is fine. That's If you're a Tier 4 team in the queue, so that's more than these other guys can say. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's look at their schedule. Okay. Uh, they start off the season at New Mexico State. That's a win. New Mexico State is terrible. Yeah. That's 1-0. Then they get Bethune-Cookman at home, which is 2-0. 2-0. Dana Dimmel is unstoppable. Uh, unfortunately, they then go at Boise State. Okay. That's 2-1. and one. I have just considered the, the term... Do you know the show Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Mm-hmm. I've just considered the term Unbreakable Dana Dimmel. <laughs> I don't know what that entails, but I like the idea of it. Uh... Isn't the whole premise for her that she like comes out of a cave or something? What's her deal? I don't she, know, man. I've I not think, watched it. I've never watched either. I've only seen the Netflix previews when I'm like just scrolling and like get bored and stuck on something. Yeah. And I think the idea is that she was like away from human contact for several years, um, which is basically what being a coach at UTEP is like. Yeah, pretty much. Dana Dimmel doing the full Amy Schumer stand up mm-hmm. routine. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Radical feminist comedian Dana Dimmel. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, uh, Dana Dimmel's not too one. <laughs> um, it's New Mexico at home. And he's fierce. Uh, three and one. <laughs> three and one. Old Dominion at home. That's four and four one. Four and one. Let's go. That's at Southern Miss now. Did we give that? I think we might have given that to Utah. I think we did. Five and one Dana Dimmel. And they get Law Tech at home. Five and two Damon okay. <laughs> Dimmel. They get a second bye week. This is where I fear things might start to go downhill for Dana Dimmel. <laughs> they get a second bye week and they go at Florida Atlantic. It's probably a loss. Probably a loss. Five yeah. and three. They get UTSA at home, which is five and four. Okay, Dana. They're at North Texas. Mm, five and five. Five and five. Oh. They get rice at home. <laughs> five and six. And they go at UAD. Oh. Five and seven. Oh. Six straight losses. They have to, if they get bowl eligible before their second bye week, all the kids are okay. They lose the final five. No yeah. one cares. Oh, no. They're fine with it. Yeah. They're, they're like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cares? getting a free PS5. Yeah. We're, we're in the money now. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're hanging out. Hey, not the bottom of the West. So yeah. that's improvement for UTEP. Right. I think this is proof of concept. I think you're fine with it if you're if you're demo. Cool. Five obviously obviously yeah. frustrating to go from five and one to five and seven. Mm, it's but, not what uh, you want. Yeah. But I suppose there are worse fates, maybe. Um all right, let's move on to tier three here. We're gonna start off with Willie Taggart and FAU. And newly hired assistant uh coach Heinz Ward. Oh yeah. I yeah. saw that today. Are you a Heinz Ward guy? Uh I am born and raised in Pittsburgh, Patrick, so I, I know, am certainly but, but, a Heinz Ward guy. I don't know how Steelers fans feel about him because I Oh uh, yeah, I think it's unanimous love for Heinz Ward. I mean, obviously in today's day and age he would not be the receiver he was back then. No. But I mean, uh just for a guy who like really just got the fan base and just uh I actually appreciate this about, you know, I'm not a big Juju Smith guy. I but, hate uh, Juju Smith. Fair enough. <laughs> I cannot but stand that, dude. That both of those receivers correctly identified uh, Vontez Perfect and Ed Reed as maybe like the two guys that Steelers fans hate most in the entire universe. Yeah. And those two receivers took it upon themselves to just knock the shit out of both of those guys <laughs> and put them on their ass. Uh, man, it rocks. That, yeah. uh, say what you want. I mean, that's, you can say he doesn't fair. belong in football, but... Uh, Heinz Ward breaking Ed Reed's jaw is such a cool play. <laughs> uh, I miss that kind of vengeance in football that we used to have. Um, I say bring back bring back Jacked Up with uh, 
Uh, who did that bit? Tom, uh, what's his last name? Tom uh, Jackson, the, uh, okay, the ESPN yeah. analyst. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's bring that back. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so FAU now. Uh, defense was actually kind of good last season. Willie Taggart's mm. offense was terrible. There's just not, not a ton here. Right. Um, I believe that quarterback Nick Tronti is back. He was really bad last season, mm-hmm. but he is back, so you, you have that. You know um, who's an available quarterback in Florida looking for a team to start for? <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? Um, the running back is, uh, I don't actually know if he's back, but running back is popular YouTube personality James Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, I don't, uh, he was a senior last season, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not, he's, uh, okay, I'm, I'm not, not sure if he's back, but yeah, uh, he, uh, he starts off the year by trying to groom the income Coming freshman. Oh no! <laughs> oh, um, but, uh, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. USF transfer running back Johnny Ford is here. I think he'll probably get the the start. John Mitchell is also back, the wide receiver who sat out twenty twenty. Um, mm-hmm. The offense should be better, I, I guess. Um, I can't imagine that Toronto's going to be a whole lot worse. Um, Michael Johnson, the offensive coordinator, is here. I believe that his uh, his son has transferred with him, former four-star, kind of a guy that was at one point a highly touted recruit, and then people watched him, and they're like, mm, maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. He's a good athlete, though. I, I would not be surprised if he gets the starting nod because his dad is here as the offensive coordinator. Um, that's not terrible. It's usually kind of terrible when that sort of thing happens, but I don't think that either of them are bad. They're just probably not FB or uh, Power 5, you know, caliber but the appeal here the thing that that kept them afloat last season is the defense um this group was really really good they were 35th in success rate 24th in marginal explosiveness allowed um just about everybody is back uh florida state defensive lineman malcolm lamar and nebraska linebacker Keyshawn green are also here um do you know who the defensive coordinator here is hit me Okay, so Jim Levitt is gone. He left for the same position at SMU. He is, I think, largely a good defensive coordinator. It seems like he's really hard to work with, but he is good at his job. How about Jim Levittstown? He invented red line in America. The new defensive coordinator is Mike Stoops. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Again, yeah, uh, first time a Youngstown guy has ever ended up saying his twilight of his career in Southern Florida. That never... Another, another <laughs> no. thing that never happened. No, that's never happened. But, um, I don't know. He... <laughs> obviously hasn't had a great past i don't know if if coaching at the the g5 level is necessarily the same thing as coaching it he was at oklahoma right yeah um so maybe he's not terrible but that is uh, a family that definitely has some uh some cousins that work in waste management right yeah that it's is, also it's also a family that's weirdly good in odd jobs right like mark, oh, mark like, stoops like, is like awesome mark stoops is very strangely good at kentucky which i don't think anybody really saw coming when he got hired i think that a lot of people were like well that's a that's a really weird hire. I don't really know why you would bring Mark Stoops in, and he's only sort of built one of the more consistent, you know, mm-hmm. mid-level SEC programs that produces really, really good linemen and running backs every single year. I mean, the man went like nine and three with a wide receiver at running at a quarterback. That's not easy to do. No. Um, shout out Lynn Bowden, who is oh, a huge shout out to Lynn Bowden. One of the most enjoyable college football players I've ever watched. He's so fun to watch at every level, dude. I'm so pissed the Raiders and Dolphins just waste. Uh, the Raiders just, what an idiot franchise, first of all. Yeah. Uh, just drafted him and immediately traded him for a lower price before ever playing him a single snap. Uh, and then the Dolphins barely used him this year. God, he rocks. He, he, he's that, so fun. That Kentucky team was so much fun to Better watch. Better quarterback than Tua was last year, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Hearing it more and more these days, <laughs> folks. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I don't know if I 
love the Mike Stoops hire. I, I don't hate it as much as I would if, like, Texas made it, I guess. But um, the defense should still be fine. I think that the defense is going to keep this team afloat as the offense sort of tries to figure out what it's doing. Um, I think this is probably a bowl team. There's, there's talent here. Willie... I think probably should have taken a year away from being a head coach. I, I, I think he had a situation here where just immediately going back to head coaching after the Florida State thing probably wasn't a great move for him. I think he needed a year as an offensive coordinator or as a TV analyst just to right. sort of recompopulate himself. I, I don't know if he has his heart fully in this job. Um, I like Willie. I he's think recruiting better than some of his predecessors, right? I mean, yeah. he's, he's doing... Yeah, and I, I understand why FAU hired him. They wanted to keep sort of the Lane Kiffin big-name model going. I think yeah. it's a model that makes sense at FAU. But um, I just, for Willie's sake, I don't know if it was necessarily a great idea to throw himself back into his work after the sort of disaster at his, his dream job. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm worried about that a little bit. But um, there's talent here more so than at most other programs in this conference. I'm just... The offense worries me. Um, so I, I think that the baseline here is is probably five and seven, but I don't know how high the ceiling is because the passing game is so limited. Let's hit their schedule. All right. They lead off the season at Florida. Uh, that's not great. It's not great, but I will say <laughs> if you want to play Florida, the first week is probably the week to do it. Is Emory Jones going to be the quarterback there? It seems like it, yeah. I, I think I like Emory Jones more than you do. Oh, yeah, you probably like him a lot more than I do. Yeah, you do yeah. not like Emory Jones. No, I from, think Emory Jones sucks. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm I'm pro Emory Jones. I think he's fun to watch, if nothing else. I mean, I'm sure he'll be productive because every Dan Mullen quarterback is productive. Yeah. Uh, so. God, he's good at that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a freakishly good quarterbacks yeah. coach. Um, so, okay, they're 0-1. Okay. Then they get Georgia Southern at home. Oh, man. that's I, get, I think they win that game. Yeah. The, that's going to be a very good test for Mike Stoops. Right. Yeah. That's a Can, tough game. Yeah. I, I think they win that because it's at home, but I don't think Georgia Southern is going to be awful this season by any means. Uh, then they get Fordham at home, which that's, is a win. Yeah, that's a win. Two and one. They go at Air Force. Hmm. I think they can win that game. I do too. That man, two option teams in the first four games of the season is a is a is a I choice. Guess playing two makes it a little easier because you're not doing as much prep, right? You're, yeah, I mean, it's kind of simplifies your prep a little bit. Yeah, no, you'll you'll be at least a little bit prepared for uh, for the second one. So three and one start. Yeah, not bad. Going into FIU at home, that's a win. Yep. Four and one. They go at UAB. That's a loss. Yeah. Four and two going to their bye week. And they come back and go at Charlotte, which is probably, probably a, a loss. I think, that's oh, a, a I think that's a win. I don't think Charlotte's going to be that good this okay. year. Charlotte uh, is still very much in the building process. So five and two. Five and two. They get UTEP at home. That's six and two. Yeah, six and two. They get Marshall at home, which is six and three. Yeah. They go at Old Dominion to go to seven and three. Mm-hmm. They get Western Kentucky on the road. What do we think? Of that? I think that's. I think it's seven and four. I, I think if you get it at home, you can win. But on the road, I don't. I don't love that. They'll split those Charlotte, Western Kentucky road games. They'll they'll get one of them. Okay, so we'll seven so and we'll, four. Would yeah. that be well if they? We gave them the Charlotte win. Did so, we? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seven and four. We get Middle Tennessee at home. Eight and four. Eight and four. That's a good that's, year, man. Yeah, that's fine. I, I think you can recruit to that. I don't know if that gets Willie a bigger job, which is what he wants out of this, but. Um, yeah, you can recruit to that. Willie is a very good recruiter. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't have a ton of concerns about what's going on here right now. I think FAU is on the right track if Willie's heart is in it, which is up for debate at this point. Right. But um, I think he's a good enough coach, and he has enough talent here that they can still win some games. Um, next up is Western Kentucky, which is um, oh, what's the guy's name? It's Clay's brother. Um, is the uh, Clay Higgins' his brother? It's, yeah, it's Clay Higgins. Louisiana's representative yeah. Clay Higgins' um, brother. It's Clay brother? Yeah, Tyson Helton. I can do this all day. Um, <laughs> Tyson Helton is the head coach here. They went 5-7 and seven last season. 
offense was terrible. They averaged 19 points a game last season. Oh. Defense was really good, um, mm-hmm. at least relative to the uh, the CUSA. Tyrell Pigram was your quarterback for this mm. team, The uh, another former Maryland quarterback. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how these guys seem to just matriculate into the CUSA. Uh, because all of them tear their ACLs and have to transfer schools whenever the younger guy beats them out. It's a vicious cycle in Maryland. Yeah, it's really a tough situation. Excited to see Talia at Charlotte in two years. Um, <laughs> but um, th- they were just not very good last season on offense. Defense was, like FAU, good enough to keep them afloat. Um, I don't really like Tyson Helton in general. I don't really know why they hired Tyson Helton mm-hmm. other than, I mean, I do know it was booster pressure, but I just, I don't really think that he has all of that much going on here. Um, I believe that they have made a pretty significant change on the offense. He went out and got the Houston Baptist offensive coordinator, and um, with it, Zach Kitley is the is the name, um, with it, they bring Bailey Zapp, the quarterback, and three receivers from Houston Baptist. <laughs> They're pretty much just taking that offense and implanting sure. it here. Um, Houston Baptist's offense is awesome. It's it's air raid esque. I mean, it's a it's a Texas offense. You kind of know what you're getting. Um, I think that makes sense here. A Baptist taking something that doesn't belong to them. What is this? The Mexican American War? It's the other way around. Somebody's <laughs> taking the thing that the Baptist thing that doesn't belong to them. Uh, what is this? Uh... <laughs> no, go ahead. What is it? <laughs> uh, I don't have anything here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? The Mormon Church? All right. Um, defense should be still okay. Clayton White left for South Carolina, the defensive coordinator, but the line is is largely back. A lot of the linebackers are back. I think the defensive backfield takes a step in the wrong direction. Um, mm-hmm. Roger Cray and Deontay Ruffin are both gone, who were really good in that defensive backfield, but I think the bones of the defense here are, are pretty solid. Um, I don't have a ton to say about this this program right now. I Like I said earlier, I don't love the the, the Helton hire, but I, I do like the offensive coordinator move. I think that that's a good idea for this program. Um, they're sort of zigging while the rest of the state zags, you know. Right. Um, Louisville, obviously, with Scott Satterfield, who I don't think is going to be there for very long, um, is a run-first program. Kentucky, Kentucky, as we mentioned, is essentially running the power option at this point like they are they are very very committed to running the football mm-hmm. and i think that if you you know if you want to if you want to run the air raid here in kentucky we have seen it work before you know how mummy did it at kentucky oh, of course, yeah. I, I think that there is a, a culture here that makes sense in the q so where you can be the air raid team as as western kentucky i just it takes it it takes more than a year to install essentially mm-hmm. and the line is probably not there yet so um i think it's not necessarily a rebuilding year, but kind of a, a retooling year, bouncing back maybe mm-hmm. to bowl eligibility, which is fine. That seems okay to me. I, I don't think that they need a ton more than that right now. Yeah. Um, you know, a little, little fun little story here. Not really related to Western Kentucky, but uh, to Eastern Kentucky. Uh, I, uh, I had a road trip for work once down to uh, Richmond, uh, where Eastern Kentucky is located. Uh, me and my boss were down there, and... Uh, it was a Friday night, and we kind of ended a little bit early on our yeah. work. We were had to stay there for Saturday. I didn't really have much going on. I uh, just went to a bar near our hotel and uh, didn't realize there was apparently some sort of sorority function going on at the bar. Okay. Uh, so me as a 25-year-old grown man, and him as like a 31-year-old grown man, uh, ended up being one of like six or seven people at this bar that was not in a sorority at Eastern <laughs> Kentucky University. <laughs> uh, I think my parents listened to most of these podcast episodes. I will oh, not no. tell the rest of the story from there, but yeah, you uh, hung out with Bobby Petrino. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Um, What's the schedule on, looking like here? The schedule. Uh, Western Kentucky catches UT Martin at home. One and zero. Then they go at Army. Mm, one and one. Okay. Yep. They get an early bye week, which is not what you want to no. see. Your week three <laughs> bye is not great. Ooh. Especially when it goes to a schedule that runs Indiana at Michigan State, UTSA. So that's one, one and four. One and four. Wolf. Yeah. At wait, Old wait, 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 wait. Are we saying Michigan State is for sure a loss? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Anthony Russo is yes. the quarterback, man. Are you sure? It's going to be okay. They're just going to run the ball. They'll play defense. I don't know, man. I think I'm I'm starting, I'm developing the take that Mel Tucker is terrible. <laughs> I mean, he's recruiting a little better. Uh, Jalen Naylor is going to be good, right? Yeah. Um, what that's about, about all that's yeah. going on. Yeah. But, okay, they're one and four. They have, a good, they have a good secondary this year. Okay. Anyway, uh, one and four. They get UTSA. I already said that one. They go at Old Dominion. Okay. Uh, that's a win. That's two and four. Yeah. At FIU gets into three and four. Yep. They get Charlotte at home. What do we think about that? I think that's probably a loss. Okay. Um, I think Charlotte is going to get somebody, and I think it's maybe this game. Okay. Three and five. Middle Tennessee at home. I think we said that's a win for Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee, right? Did we? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Flip a coin. We, we might have. We'll, we'll go... Uh, we'll assume that we did, and we'll say three and six. Okay. At Rice? Mm, maybe. They'll win one of those two games. I'll say four and six. Four yeah, and six. That's, that's fine. Florida Atlantic at home, we call that a four loss. And, four and seven, yep. And then at Marshall's four and eight. Yeah, all right. Not that's great. a tough schedule. Not great if you're Tyson Hill. Yeah, I mean, playing Indiana and at Michigan State, I mean, that's just a brutal stretch. Yeah, yeah, that is... That- that's not ideal. I guess if you're going to catch Michigan State, this is probably the year to do it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be stunned if they upset them because, as I said, I think Mel Tucker's kind of terrible. But um, I'm certainly not going to pick it. Essentially, yeah, um, yeah. This is this is a, a rough season for for Western. I think that that Tyson Helton is, if not fully on the hot seat, getting real close to it. Um, next up, we have North. Yeah, unlike Clay Helton, very stable job he has that's, over there. That's right. They could just do a, a wife swap situation here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, next up is North Texas, which is in a really weird place as a program. If you right. you might remember a couple years ago, Seth Luttrell was sort of the hot name in Texas. He was sort of being floated for <laughs> every single Big Twelve job, and deservedly so. They were really good. Mason Fine was the quarterback. Um, I, I think that the instinct to hire Luttrell made a lot of sense. It was weird when Texas Tech didn't do it. Um, which also has not worked out for them, clearly. No. Um, but uh, they have kind of fallen off a cliff <laughs> since then. They've not been good for, for several years. Um, the offense has been really bad since it lost Graham Harrell. Um, the defense is, is... It's a Texas defense. You know, it's it's just not very good. Um, the quarterbacks here are, are okay. Um, Austin Owen and Jason Bean were both kind of fine. DeAndre Torrey, Oscar Attaway, and Trey Siggers were all okay at at, uh, at running back, but the offense here was Jalen Darden, and when defenses covered him, that was sort of it. Yeah, um, he's fun, man. What a fun player. Yeah, he's, he's very good. Um, new defensive coordinator is Phil Bennett, which is not really? yeah, not great in terms uh, of uh, guys that you're going to hire. He was part I of the whole, he was part of the whole Baylor thing, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't, Love that. I'll I'll be honest. I guess he knows how to coordinate an air raid defense, but um, I mean, not one that wins. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess get Sean Oakman on your team. And, yeah, uh, is, is the answer? Yeah, remember that guy. Remember when he was a meme for a little while? 
Yes. Uh. <laughs> but um, Bean is gone. I think On is probably the quarterback here. Jace Ritter, the uh, North Carolina transfer, is is also here. Um, I don't think he's really better than than. I, I think it's On is how you say it. It might be On. Mm-hmm. Um, he throws the ball really, really hard. He's not especially accurate, but he has a great arm. Um, I think that that fits pretty well into what this offense would like to be. It's a little bit more vertical of an air raid attack than most that you'll see. Um, receivers are good. I think Deontay Simpson is going to be kind of the new Darden. He's obviously not as good as Darden, but I do think he can he can get it done. Um, the, res- the rest of the receivers are not terribly impressive they they lose a lot here and the defense is going to be terrible this is i i don't know if north texas is going to have a huge bounce back here i think i think that the uh yeah yeah, i think that the seth latrell era might be approaching it's uh it's conclusion here which is tough because he was like i said one of the hottest names in football a couple years ago i missed a shot to get out of there it seems like yeah uh let's go through schedule okay uh they catch northwestern state at home to lead off that's That's, a win yeah that's a win they go at smu which yeah. is a loss. Yeah, that's not not great. <laughs> <laughs> they get UAB at home, which is a loss. Yeah. One and two. They go at Law Tech. Mm, that's a loss. Okay, one and three. Another early bye week here. Followed by a Power 5 game at mm. Missouri. <laughs> that's uh, one, one and four. One and four, yeah. Then Marshall at home. That's one, one and five. One five. Jeez. He oh, might, he don't might, worry. It gets worse. He might get fired after that. Then they get Liberty at home the next week. God damn. <laughs> that's one and six. Bro. <laughs> then they go at Rice. Can they turn around at oh, Rice? I think they probably get that one. That's two I think and that's, six. Yeah. At Southern Miss, gets them to three and six. Mm-hmm. UTEP at home. Here we go. Four and six. Four and six. Here we at go. At FIU, gets them to five oh. and six. Then UTSA at home. Oh, five and seven. Five and seven. I think, Furious comeback there. I, I think he gets fired for that. I think yeah. he gets fired after their one and five. I don't think he gets to see the turnaround. If they can beat La Tech in week four, yeah. that changes the course of their season. That's a serious hinge game, but so yes. is Rice, and we gave that to yeah, them. So yeah. I, I they think, got to win yeah. both of those games. Yeah, that's... Cannot afford to lose them. No, that is not... What a brutal non-conference schedule. Yeah, I mean... That's, <laughs> Missouri, Liberty, SMU, and then an FCS game. Yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have background information on this. I could be wrong. I would guess that they scheduled that when they were going nine and four. Um, that would be my my pick. Probably they probably yeah. set that up a couple years ago. Um, next up is a team that we have referenced a couple times here: uh, Louisiana Tech with legendary coach Skip Holtz. Uh, took a took kind of a step back last season. Really, the first of Lou Holtz's career. He's really not Skip known. Holtz. Skip Holtz, yeah, Skip Holtz. He's really not known for having fall off years. He sort of just wins eight games every year. Mm-hmm. That's his whole thing. And they had a fall off year last year, which is not ideal. Um, we don't really know how he bounces back from that kind of thing. They're not. He's not really built to do that. Um, when I say fall off year, I, I, they still went to a bowl game. They were five and five, but the roster just wasn't very good. The offense wasn't very good. The defense wasn't very good. Right. And a lot of those guys from that team are gone, <laughs> which is troubling. Um, they had to replace Jamar Smith, the quarterback and offensive coordinator, Todd Fitch, who is, I believe now an offensive analyst at Ohio state. Um, oh, there we go. The, uh, and, and they just didn't do it very well. Luke Anthony, the quarterback was in hell behind this offensive line. This is another really bad line. Running game didn't really ever get it going. I got bad news. They're playing some good defenses. That's not, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not great. Um, I don't think the line is going to get much better. I don't hate Luke Anthony, but I, I don't 
love him either. I, right. I, I think that he's talented enough, but this line isn't going to do a whole lot of favors. Mm-hmm. Um, the main issue that this offense had last season was that it did not throw the ball down the field ever. Just it never threw the ball down the field. It was so many screens and it was so bad to watch. Um, and I don't really think it's going to change a ton. Um, they went out and hired an NFL guy for the new offensive line coach, Dave DeGuglielmo. I think Dave is what it is. Yeah, Dave DeGuglielmo. Um, That's, he's, yeah, he's actually Elmo's son. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a cadet branch of yeah. the Elmo family. People don't know that. Uh, yeah. DeGuglielmo was a, uh, you know, most people know, Tickle Me Elmo was the most popular line of product. Yeah, this one is in Googly the waste. This one is in the, uh, he's in the waste management business. Um, they bring in, uh, <laughs> they bring, <laughs> this, this Elmo will shoot you in the kneecap. Um, Marcus Williams, the running back from App State, is is. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Are you tickling me? Are you tickling me? <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Oh man, um, Marcus Williams, the running back from App State, is is here. I think he's good. Um, I, I like him. Marquise Crosby is also back at running back. I don't think the running backs are going to be terrible. The issue here is just the line. Um, defense isn't awful either, but the uh, the passing game is really going to struggle because of how bad this line is, which I think is really going to hold them back from any sort of serious bounce back mm-hmm. season. Um, I don't think that Holtz is in trouble yet because he won so consistently, but he needs to find an offensive line here at some point. Would you like to run through their schedule with me? Yeah. They start off the season uh, in Starkville at okay. Mississippi State. That's okay. a loss. Yeah. That's 0-1. That's going to be a hideous football game. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's southeastern Louisiana at home. Okay. They go one and one. Yeah. Uh, SMU at home. That's a mm, loss. Yeah. One and two. I think SMU's going to be really good this year. Yeah. Yeah. North Texas at home. Mm. We gave that to, to La Tech before. Okay. Two and two. Yeah. Two and two. At NC State is two and three. Yep. Yeah. Then a bye week. At UTEP has to be a win, right? Yeah. Three, three and, and three. three. UTSA at home is a loss. Yeah. Three and four. At Old Dominion's a win. Four and four. At UAB is a loss. Yep. Four and five. Charlotte at home. What mm. do we think? Mm. At home. I think I'll give it to Louisiana Tech. Okay. I, I, I guess. I, I don't feel great about it. Five and five. Southern Miss at home is a win. Yep. Six and five. At Rice to end the season. Six and six. You're okay. fine You're fine with that if yeah. you're Skip Holtz. I think he knows that the, the line is not good this season. I think that six and six would be perfectly yeah, fine. What is up with all of these uh, Kusa teams scheduling two Power Five games and a really good G5? Need that money. Yeah, I mean, I know you need the money, but like, is SMU paying you that much? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> stop doing that. Stop playing Liberty and SMU yeah, and that, Buffalo. And- that is admittedly not a great way to do it, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, next up here is Rice. This is a, uh, a program that I'm, I'm pretty interested in. They hired Mike Bloomgren a couple years ago to try and do the Stanford thing. He was the longtime offensive coordinator there. Um, this is, I believe, year four, I think, under him. Mm-hmm. And in year four, he has yet to establish anything resembling a consistent Literally offense. Nothing. But yeah. their defense is fucking awesome. Their mm-hmm. defense is really, really, really good, which is just weird. Um, the defensive coordinator is former Michigan defensive backs coach Brian Smith. Hmm. He's not really doing anything especially unique. They they pretty much run a four two five. They they switch man and zone pretty frequently. They don't mm-hmm. blitz a ton. They're just really well coached and talented. Then the, I think the defense is going to be really good again this season. Um, sorry, apologies. They run a three three five. I, I 
flubbed that. But um, we're gonna be fired from the podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But um, Castellano is the deep. <laughs> but uh, the main thing that he does that's that's interesting is that he sort of. He he mixes the uh, the fronts a little bit. He likes to put six guys up on the line and then just varies whoever he drops, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a little simulated pressure. Yeah, a little bit of simulated pressure. Except they don't actually really bring pressure. They usually just bring three and then drop the other three into coverage. The reason that he does that is to fuck with RPOs, right? It's it's the the glance RPOs. Um, when a quarterback sees that, he thinks he's going to have the space across the middle, and then a linebacker drops directly into that zone and. He throws it into the into the helmet. Mm-hmm. If you want to see this in action, watch the Marshall game last season. Grant Wells was in; he was being tortured by this <laughs> by this concept. He did not figure it out for the entire game. He just kept throwing into Rice defenders. <laughs> this goes back into the point that literally anyone who maybe can read can get into Marshall. Like you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, this defense is going to be really good again. I think it might be the best in the CUSA. Um, the issue here is the offense. It just I don't know if it has the personnel to do what Bloomgren wants it to do. The line isn't really all that good. Um, I think Giovanni Johnson's probably going to be the quarterback. He's fine. He's a decent runner, mm-hmm. not a very good passer. Um, I, I, I don't really think that the offense is going to take a huge step here. I like running back Kalon Griffin. He's a true. He was a true freshman last year, though, and I don't see him taking a huge step. Um, the other concerning thing here is that their best receiver last season was a tight end, which is not a great sign in 2021. Um, he's back, as is Jake Bailey, uh, the actual wide receiver. Offense isn't going to be as bad. I, I think it does take a step in the right direction, but um, the appeal here is the defense. The defense is what will will get them through this uh, this season. What does the uh, what's the schedule? Look it's like? not great, Bob. No, uh, they start off the season with this beautiful stretch. At Arkansas mm-hmm. versus Houston at Texas. Yeah, that's I, I mentioned that specifically in my preview. Is like if they can get through those three games without completely giving up, then they're in a pretty good spot, right? Because um, they're that's zero and three. That's zero and three for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, could Dane Holgerson shit his pants in week two? <laughs> it's possible, <laughs> especially against a good defense. Dana yeah. likes the RPOs. Um, I don't know Houston's quarterback off the top of my head. I I don't imagine that I'll love him, whoever it is. Because that's a get you fired game. That's a get you fired game. Yeah, for sure. If you lose that game in the city of Houston, <laughs> yeah, you are gone. Yeah. If you're the second best program in Houston at Houston, oh, you are buddy. a you are in a tough spot. That I mean, don't imagine he'll lose that game, but yeah, if he does, he's probably that's not. I will be watching. Yeah, he's probably certain. not returning to the athletic facility after that. I think that I'm like 99% sure the same day that uh, Scott Frost is going to get fired by Lance Leopold. It's going to be the day that Dino Babers gets fired by, uh, I think they play one of the MAC teams. They play some yeah. or somebody. Yeah. And Dana Holgerson gets fired by, by yeah. Rice. <laughs> Graham Harrell's going to be the next head coach at Houston. Just calling it right mm, now. He's I like gonna that. Be, like he's going to be the next head coach at Houston, and he's going to kill it. He's going to be really good. Okay, so they're 0-3. Yep. They get Texas Southern Okay, home. that's a win. That's 1-3. Yep. They get Southern Mess at home to go 2-3. and three. Yep. They uh, have a bye week. They get UTSA on the road, which is a loss, to go two and four. Yep. At UAB is two and five. Mm-hmm. North Texas is a win. That's at home. Yep. Three and five. At Charlotte. Hmm. I think where is it? You said at, at Charlotte. Charlotte. That's a loss. I think that's, it's I think it's a really good game, but I think it's that, a loss. Three and six now? Yep. Western Kentucky at home. Four and six. Yep. At UTEP. Five that's and five six. Five and six. Five and six. Yep. Law Tech at home is six and six. Yeah. 
That's that's fine. Whole I, I, season. I yeah. think you're happy with that if you're Bloom Grin. They're they're trying to get proof of concept, and I think that's proof of concept. Um, That'll do, pig. Yeah, last one here in tier three. <laughs> I say last one here in tier three as if there's a bunch left. There, this is the fourth to last team <laughs> that we're doing here. Um, Charlotte. Charlotte is, I think, one of the more intriguing programs in this conference for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously in a, a rapidly growing city, one of the fastest growing cities in America. Pretty talented region in, yeah. in North Carolina. Oh, this podcast was sponsored by Bank of America. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are the official BOFA podcast. So, um, Will Healy is the coach here. I mentioned him earlier. He's a guy that a lot of people like to talk about in college football. He had one of the most incredible rebuilding jobs at, at Austin P that we've seen in several decades. Um, I mean, that was a team that had lost like 50 straight games and he yeah. took them to the FCS playoffs and they did really well. And he recruited, I think the number one FCS class in the country in 2017 at Austin P. Um, he is just, he's crazy, crazy energetic. He's an awesome recruiter. And yet, it hasn't really worked yet at Charlotte. This is year th- three, I think. Um, he didn't inherit a great roster, but the recruiting just isn't very good yet. Mm-hmm. His recruiting wins that he did have have almost immediately backfired on him. <laughs> um, he got Takias Crawford, the uh, four-star offensive tackle in the class of 2020. It was a number 71 class in the country, really good for Charlotte. Crawford immediately transferred. <laughs> Crawford played one season, Tough. Um, got academically eligible and I believe he's going to Arkansas um three-star halfback Elijah Turner is I think still here which is nice but um if you're going to be the recruiter you have to hold on to your guys and he just hasn't really been able to yet um this season I think is is sort of the weird thing is that they they haven't really gone through the youth movement that they were supposed to go through. They mm-hmm. they've had experienced rosters each of the last two years and didn't really do much with them. Um, both main running backs are gone: Trey Harbison and, and Aaron McAllister. Um, neither was excellent, but both were were pretty okay. Um, I I just Calvin Camp I think is going to be fine at running back. Shadrick Bird is also here. Um, Turner should presumably get better um there are like 500 running backs on this roster you have to think one of them will be okay um victor tucker the uh the wide receiver might be your leading running back here your leading rusher because they did a ton of motion stuff with him um offensive line should be okay chris reynolds the quarterback is fun to watch he's he's fine um i'm not terribly concerned about the offense and i'm honestly not all that concerned about the defense it's it's not good but it's not bad either i think it's one of the better ones in the um it, it's set up to be one of the better ones in the qc it was terrible last mm-hmm. year but the talent is here i like both coordinators marcus west and brandon cooper um i, I think that they make sense together i've mentioned that they're bringing in talent i like to think that eventually that will bear out it didn't last season um they lose some experience on defense but losing experience from one of the worst defenses in the country isn't really a a thing I'm terribly worried about. Um, I like where Charlotte stands here. I I think that this is kind of the youth movement year, which, as I mentioned, is worrisome in year three, but I like a lot of the youth. I like a lot of the talent. I think they're one of the more talented teams in the conference. And I think it's safe to say that Will Healy has the confidence, the administration there, and I think he is a little more secure to do the kind of youth movement deal when he knows his job is fine. He's not going to be, no matter what happens this year, he's not going to be gone. Yeah. Um, you want to go through their schedule? Yeah. All right. They catch Duke at home to open the season. Mm. I think Duke's going to be terrible this I year. I think so, too. I, I think, think, Char- win I think Charlotte might grab that one. Yeah. I think they're 1-0. I think they get Gardner-Webb at home next. That's 2-0. Yep. They go at Georgia State. 
What do we think? Three and zero. Georgia State is a is a dead program. Walking. Uh, they have Middle Tennessee at home, which I think we gave to Charlotte. Yeah, four and zero. Four and zero. They go at Illinois for their first loss, mm, probably. Yeah, four and one. If you're gonna play two Power Five teams, those you're not are, gonna win both. Yeah. No, but those are the two you want to play. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, it's four and one. They get FIU on the road is five and one. That's a really good start. That is a going out and landing a four star out of nowhere kind of start right yeah. there. Yeah. Then they catch their uh, bye week. Then okay. they get Florida Atlantic. Um, I think that's we a, I think we gave Florida, that to FAU. Yeah, yeah five, and, five two. and two. At Western Kentucky, I think we gave to Charlotte, right? Yep, six and two. Six and two. Which, right now, I will say you are happy with that, if yes. you will, Healy. Yeah. Uh, they get Rice at home, which we gave to Rice. That's yep. six and three. Uh, at La Tech, who did we give that to? I think we gave that to La Tech. Should we change our minds? Um, I think La Tech is slightly okay. better. Maybe. Six and four. Yeah. Then Marshall at home is six and five. Actually, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that goes to Charlotte. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say that they're they're seven and four here after Marshall. Okay. Okay. Then they get Old Dominion on the road, which is a win. Eight, Eight and four. four. Good you're, year for you're them. You're very happy with that yes. if you're Will Hilly. I think Chris Reynolds is sort of the guy that gets it done. He's a good quarterback. So okay. I uh yeah, you're very very happy with that. It's not a bigger job yet, but it is a very good recruiting class. I would assume. Cool. We um, are moving on up to UTSA. Yep. UTSA. One of the more interesting coaches in the conference in Jeff Trailer. Um, UTSA. SA sort of did the uh, the running joke in college football circles of like, why don't you just hire the best you know high school coach that you can find in the state mm-hmm. of Texas? Um, that's what they did, and as it turns out, it works. <laughs> it works really well. He was he, he is sort of immediately infused this program with a lot of energy. Um, he took over for an already pretty talented program that Frank Wilson had left behind um, and started to coach them up, which is valuable because Frank Wilson really didn't. He just landed a bunch of guys and then didn't do much with them. Um, they, I really like this program. I really, really like where they are right yeah. now. I, I think Jeff Trailer is an awesome coach. Um, I, I think that of the, uh, of the teams in the West, UTSA is pretty obviously number two here behind UAB. Um, which is a, a good, good place thing. to be. At, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good place to be. It's really weird that uh, this is obviously the fourth military academy in uh, the Division One, but no one really talks about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's Army, there's Navy, there's Air Force. This one trains TSA agents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody ever talks about that, which I think is just strange. <laughs> you yeah, that one got you, huh? <laughs> I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. I like that. Thanks, man. <laughs> of course, Northwestern and Missouri and Syracuse all train CIA agents, which is nice of them. Um, <laughs> uh, um, anything else you want to go over for hit their schedule? Yeah, there's um, there's a really good roster here. He landed trailer immediately ra- ha- landed a really really good recruiting class. They're returning double digit super seniors. Um, Sincere McCormick is back, the running oh, back. He's so good. He rocks. He's yeah. so much fun to watch. He's a guy um, that uh, is certainly on my watch list in terms of like uh, dynasty players to take, developmental players to take for yeah. uh, different fantasy leagues. Uh, he's an NFL player. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's fun to watch. Um, Zachary Franklin, the wide receiver, I believe, is also back. Um, the entire defensive backfield, which was the best part of this team, is is returning as well. Um, this team's going to be awesome. They're they're mm-hmm. really really fun to watch. They were fun to watch last season. Um, I, I'll need to see a little bit more from the passing game, 
to to be confident that they can compete with someone like UAB just because UAB has that that winning pedigree already. Right. Um, but like we said, Sincere McCormick is fantastic. I believe that Frank Harris, the quarterback, is back as well. Um, he's a really, really strong runner. He's not a great passer, but he ran 95 times for 528 yards last season. Um, Sheesh. If you are looking for a fun offense in this conference, I think this is the the one that you should watch. The the UTSA running game is going to be fantastic. Yes. And, I am, I, this is going to be reminiscent of like last year at Buffalo, kind of like with the Jarrett Patterson situation, where yeah. a lot of people who don't usually watch G5 football will turn on UTSA games to season Steve McCormick. Yeah. Uh, he will have a national profile quickly. Yeah. Nearly beat Louisiana in the first responder bowl as mm-hmm. well, which is not easy to do. That is a very talented G5 team. Um, defense is going to be really good too, specifically at stopping the pass. This is, this is a really good team. I, I think UTSA is strong this season. Um, what does the, what does the schedule look like? So they lead off at Illinois. That's a win. That's a win? Yeah, that's a win. Now, you're a Brett Beal, my guy. Yeah, it's he's not doing it this year, though. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> this is going to take a while. That's 1-0. Yep. Uh, they get Lamar at home. That's 2-0. Mm-hmm. They get Middle Tennessee at home. That's 3-0. and Yep. They go at Memphis. 3-1. and 3-1. and it's they'll, clo- they'll it's, it's lose close, one of those though. Illinois-Memphis games. Yeah, it's it's close, though. It yeah. is like it is concerningly close yes. for, for Ryan Silverfield. <laughs> um, then they catch UNLV at home, which is a win. Yeah. 4-1. and UNLV is going to be terrible. Really, really bad. Yeah. Marcus Arroyo, not good. Folks, no, they folks, haven't hired a good coach in years. Folks, we don't like Marcus Arroyo. <laughs> He's a very bad guy. <laughs> um Four and one, we have them at. Yep. Uh, then they get Western Kentucky on the road, which I believe we said is a win already. That's mm-hmm. five and one. They get Rice at home, which is six, six and one. Six and one. Yep. At Law Tech, seven and one. Mm-hmm. Nice little Halloween bye week. We love those in college. We do. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Especially in San Antonio. Uh-huh. That is a good place to have. They go it. hang out in Riverwalk for yep. 20 minutes before I get bored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seven and one. They go at UTEP to go eight and one. Mm-hmm. Southern Miss at home is nine and one. Yeah. Then they catch UAB at home, which I think is a loss. Yeah, nine and two. That is that is going to be the game of the year in the West for sure. Definitely. That is that is your. Yeah, that's that's a game yeah. to decide the division. Yeah, and maybe the conference. Yeah, uh, nine and two. Then they finish at North Texas to go ten and two. Ten and two. That's a great season. That's a hell of a season. Yeah, Jeff Trailer. Um, I hope he stays put because I like G five programs. Yeah. This dude's going to get a bigger job yeah. very very soon. He's, Again, we loved uh, we loved Kent State Buffalo last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is. That that game will be this year's Kent State Buffalo game. Yeah, except both teams are awesome at running the ball and yeah. not really super interested in passing. <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, this is a really fun team. I, I like this program a lot. This is my only tier two team. I think we could very very easily make the case for them being in tier one. Hell, and let's for, do it. And for there just not being a tier two, okay. um, I think. Or maybe we put uh, we said what FAU and Charlotte go eight and four. Yeah, I, I think two? I think you can make that case. All right, um, all right. Jumping up to tier so one if now. You, if you're the guy who edits our Wikipedia. That I keep track of this for us, wherever you are out there. Just, yeah. just let it be known that we now have FAU and Charlotte in tier two and yeah. UTSA in tier one. All right, tier one here. Um, Marshall is up first. This is a program that we have talked about before on this on this program, not just in this episode, um, for obvious reasons, both in the fact that it is I think pretty easily the most talented team in this conference. Definitely. And also because Charles Huff is the head coach and that's interesting. We love him. He's he's only going to be the head coach for a year or two, but he is the head coach. Um, Grant Wells, the quarterback is is back. I mentioned him in a negative way earlier, but he is good. He's just kind of dumb. Mm. Um, (laughs) He just does kind of dumb things sometimes. He's the golden retriever of this conference. But he's really talented. He's a, he's a good passer. He just makes dumb decisions sometimes. Um, 
I uh, yeah, I, I don't have a ton of concerns about this team. They're really, really good. Um, even with losing Braden Knox, even with losing some of the uh, the good defenders here, I think the defense is still going to be really good. Um, I think the offense is perfectly fine. Um, mm-hmm. Grant Wells will, will take you a long way. Um, defense, I, I, I mentioned earlier that Rice would probably have the best defense. Marshall will not be super far behind. Um, the passing attack should be awesome as well. I, I think Marshall is, is in a very good spot here. I would also bet that just with Huff at the helm, this will be a team that is likely to draw some Power 5 transfers yeah. uh, during the period in between me, spring ball and fall ball. Let me check here real quick, see if they already have. I know that he landed a guy who he was recruiting at Alabama, a wide receiver whose name I is escaping me right I'll now. I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, I mean, especially as we see the NCAA just pass the one-time transfer rule that allows anybody to kind of go anywhere without a penalty. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of guys who maybe lost position battles who are maybe looking for a starting job. Caleb Combs, wide receiver, three-star wide receiver, number 520 in the uh, 2021 class. He's Good get. Yeah. He's, uh, he's very talented. I don't think he was going to qualify for a P5 school, but he does for Marshall. And mm-hmm. so Charles Huff pulled him um, also got Cam Fancher, the uh, dual threat quarterback from from Wayne. Oh, I like Cam yeah, Fancher. Yeah, Cam Fancher is fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good player. Um, he's obviously not going to play this year, but he's sure. he's a future dude for them. Um, it's going to be too bad that he probably won't get to play for Charles Huff, but uh, he will be good for whoever they have when he does play. Mm-hmm. Um, they do also they have three P five transfers on twenty four seven. Jaden Harrison from Vanderbilt, the wide receiver. Lee Anthony Williams, former four star from Clemson, uh, mm. corner back and Billy Ross, former three-star tackle from North Carolina. Um, I imagine, like you said, those will not be the last of, right. uh, of that bunch. Um, what does the schedule look like here? So they lead off uh, at Navy, which I say is a win. Yeah. That's 1-0. They catch NC Central at home. 2-0. Then, yep. then Eastern Carolina. I'm sorry, East Carolina at home. That's okay. 3-0. Yep. They go at App State. That's a loss. That's a really tough game. That's a loss. Yeah. I, uh, App State is just I I, uh, I think that this is one of those where, where Marshall just isn't quite talented enough to, right. to pull it off. Um, if they do, this season all of a sudden becomes very interesting. Yeah, I think that if they win that game, then they are undefeated yeah. <laughs> at the end of the season. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, they go 3-1 and one so far. Then they're at Middle Tennessee, which is 4-1. and one. Yeah. Then Old Dominion at home, 5-1. and one. At North Texas, 6-1. and one. Uh, Bye week. Mm-hmm. FIU at home. It's a good time to get it. Seven and one. Seven and one at Florida Atlantic is eight and one. Yep. Then they get UAB at home. Mm, that's going to be one hell of a game. That's an awesome. I game. think because it's at home they get it. I think they, they. I think they win that. I don't think anybody's going undefeated here. Right. Uh, so I, I think they. I think they get that one. So now we have them nine and one. Yep. Then they're at Charlotte, which is a loss. That's. I'm sorry. It's a win. We have them as a win. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, ten and one. Ten and one. Then Western Kentucky at home is eleven and one. Yeah, they will get one of App State and UAB. I think. I'm, I I'm, tend to agree. I'm pretty that. comfortable with that. Eleven and one. Um, Which means they're undefeated in conference and probably catch a rematch with UAB in the title game. Yeah, that's an awesome season. Yes, yeah. that's that's, uh, that's about as much as you could ask for if you're Marshall this Definitely. season. Grant, Grant Wells is going to go nuts. <laughs> he is. He's going awesome, to go man. absolutely crazy. Um, last Huff one. might be there for only like two years though. I yeah, mean, if he yeah. does that well, year one. I wonder if Penn State's going to come open anytime soon. Hmm. Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> wonder if maybe that was part of the thing that he that he was thinking of when he went to Marshall. Hmm. Yeah, something something to consider. Hey, wonder if Virginia Tech's going to come open anytime yeah, yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I wonder how Pitt's doing. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Well, Pitt has another interesting young offensive mind there who I think is next in line in that job. But um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll believe Pat Narduzzi wins more than seven games when I actually see it happen. He's what one eight win season in his entire time there. Something like that. What a bum. Yeah. All right. Last one here. That UAB. Wop. <laughs> <laughs> a wet ass pat. <laughs> um, last one here. This is. Uh, just such a good program. Bill Clark, UAB. Um, he is, man, he is one hell of a football coach. Yeah. I mean, this dude, we talked about what he did earlier. Um, he runs the football. They play good defense. It, it, this is sort of, we don't talk about him as much as our favorite guy at Buffalo, but he has done essentially the same thing. He is, yeah, uh, I mean, what an incredible program. Yeah, Bill, Bill Clark is a fucking baller. He, this dude, this dude gets it done in such a severe way. Um, UAB is really good. The defense was awesome last season. They went from 45th to 28th to 9th in defensive SP plus the last three years. I think that they will remain good this year. Um, nine starters are back, uh, including Starlin Thomas, who the cornerback who missed 2020. Um, defense is going to be just as good. I don't know if the offense is really going to be great this season. Mm-hmm. They can't pass. They don't really have any interest in passing. Uh, I don't think that that'll change this season. Um, I believe they lose Spencer Brown as well, the uh, the the star running back. But Dwayne McBride is back, and this team is never going to be lacking for running backs. And the line is fantastic, like it always. Line's has. always awesome. Yeah, um, dude. They uh, this athletic director must hate Bill Clark, though. <laughs> this team always has the most diff, one of the most difficult G five schedules in the country. Yeah, every year. Yeah, it's miserable. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. I know you're no, supposed no, to save the team, but. No, uh, when we get to the schedule, you'll see what I mean. Yeah. All right. We can we can do that now. I don't okay. I don't have anything okay. else. The defense is going to be awesome. The running game is as it always will be. This is another UAB team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know what to expect every yeah. year, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. They open the season with Jacksonville State in a neutral site at Montgomery, Alabama. Yep. Uh, that's one zero. They go at Georgia. That's a loss. One yeah. one. Yeah. They go they're going to make Georgia work for it though. <laughs> for the first half. For the first, yeah. they're going to Georgia won't like playing that but game. But I'll Georgia, tell you this: if you're a team that's trying to win the game on the ground, you don't want to play Georgia. No, Georgia will win. <laughs> Georgia will win, and it won't be within a couple possessions. This will be like a twenty-one point win. But Georgia's yeah. going to feel bad after the game, mm-hmm. right? It'll like, be, it'll be yeah, sore. Georgia will hurt. Um, okay, one and one at North Texas is a two and one yep. season. They go at Tulane, which I think they win that game mm-hmm. for, and like pretty comfortably. Yeah. But and from a scheduling standpoint, when you scheduled that game. Tulane was probably looking pretty good. Yeah, that's just not a. And Tulane smart... isn't bad by any means. I just I don't no. think the defense can really stop this running attack. Right. Tulane lacks the dudes up front to mm-hmm. win that kind of game. So three and one, they get Liberty at home. Mm. That's a good game. I think UAB wins, but that's a good game. <sighs> I think I go with Liberty there. I think I Malik know, Willis man. is just too hard. Like they're going to try to speed that game up on UAB. Yeah. I, I could be talked into it either way. That it's at home makes me think UAB, but I we can we can give it to Liberty for okay. now. We're at three and two. They catch Florida Atlantic at home. That's yep. four and two. At Southern Miss is five and two. Rice at home is six and two. By week. Yep. Halloween by week. We love those. Six and two. <laughs> they get La Tech at home, seven and two. We call it at Marshall a loss. Mm-hmm. That's seven and three. UTSA on the road, we call it a win. That's eight and three. Then UTEP at home is nine and three. Yeah. So one loss in conference play. Um, Just a brutal non-con schedule. Man. Yeah, I, I believe that does still get them to the conference title because they have the win over UTSA. Correct, yeah, it would. Um, which, yeah, this is another Bill Clark year. Nine and three with another conference title appearance. Yeah. I think and Marsh- if you beat Liberty, I mean, you have a chance to be ranked. Yeah, I think Marshall wins the conference title. Um, I, I just, they're so talented. But uh, I, I think 
yeah, UAB is as it so is. So you think Marshall beats UAB twice? I think so. That's yeah. a t- that's tough. It's, it's tough. tough to it's tough to do, but I think that the Marshall defense is going to be. good If any enough team's going to do it, the yeah, conference will be Marshall. Good enough to pull it off. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if UAB manages to pull off an upset in one of those those three mm-hmm. losses. Um, I also wouldn't be terribly surprised if UTSA manages to win that game. I, yeah, I think that I, I there almost are, wonder if the conference would want UTSA to win that game at that point, where you would rather have two eleven and one teams playing instead of uh, certainly. Yeah. yeah, I think that there's a case to be made. Um, UAB doesn't generally follow what the conference wants, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, so I, I think that the uh, the top of this conference is pretty fun. I think you have three really interesting teams here, and then a whole bunch of dog shit. <laughs> Just yeah. FAU is okay. Rice is kind of interesting. Charlotte is kind of interesting. And then there's just a whole lot of not much. Um, so watch the top of this conference. We cannot recommend the depth in the way that we did for the MAC here, but mm-hmm. um, I do think that Marshall, UAB, UTSA, and then maybe a little bit of Charlotte Rice and, and FAU will be intriguing, if nothing yeah. else, and, fun and have, watch, right? have some fun pieces. Um, we, I should, we should invent, us personally, should invent the uh, CUSA MAC challenge where we get to pair these teams <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> it's not what bullshit they're doing oh, now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Marshall! I will say, Marshall and Kent State and UAB Buffalo would be a blast to watch. Yes, that would be insanely fun. Do like Toledo, UTSA. I'm in. I'm I'm absolutely in. That's right. Um, thank you so much for checking out Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football, including the absolute dog shit Cusa. Um, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about it. Um, word of mouth is the best way to spread a podcast. That's right. You don't have to do it in person. You can tweet it out. You can say, "Hey, check out this." podcast we've had a couple people do that we, we really appreciate it um ryan where can people find you on twitter i am on twitter at whitlock jason <laughs> yep you can follow me there for all my thoughts on what is and isn't communism etc mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that um i'm patrick underscore mayhorn uh my writing is at the outside zone newsletter on stub on Substack, available three times a week for just five dollars a month i also write for buckeye sports bulletin i'm the uh one of two associate editors there um if you want to check that out you can give us a call at 614-486-2202 um ryan do we have anything else no sir all right i'll talk to you next week goodbye